Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Pelvic Floor. I have to apologise first and foremost for my outrageous slurring towards the end of this episode. It does get quite hard to to decipher. I also just wanted to warn you that there is mention of domestic abuse, domestic violence, homicides and male suicide and toxic masculinity. There is also a lot of light and love, though, and some mention of lurking ominously in a graveyard. We want to warmly welcome Tilly's sister, Quill Woodhouse. Hello, hello. I guess who it is. Oh my goodness, look at these gems. Mm-hmm. Je love, j'adore. Check it out. What is, oh, it's your cancer sign, your star sign. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Your hair's looking radiant, you goddess. Thank you so much. It was just, just absolutely doing bits today. You know when it just behaves, it just does all the right things. It woke up and chose synergy. <laughs> I love that for you. Thank you. Okay. Um, I washed it this morning. That's the secret, dear reader. Secret is, I'm a morning showerer now. We've been through this. I washed and dyed my hair today and I feel a new woman. Oh, here she is. Oh my no, God, look at it. It's gorgeous. Has this worked? Am I here? Am I present? You are. You sound very far away. Ah, shit. That's better, that's better. That's a lot better. It's actually better. Okay, well, the others will just have to hear our conversations then. That's fine. I don't mind sharing. (laughs) They could hear you before. They could hear you speaking. But now they can hear you bitch about them. Lucky bitches. Lucky bitches. Well, I'll uh, I'll just table all of the shitty things I was going to say about your housemates. (laughs) Are we recording? Is this happening right now? We are recording right now. Oh my goodness, this is my first like recorded event I've ever attended. I can't even tell you how excited I am. I'm excited for you. You're very welcome. Thank you. At the top of the episode, this really exciting thing happens where I think, oh, Lucy will cut this out and post. She doesn't. She doesn't. Thank you. Do you know what? Fair enough. She gives it all in. I I, I really (laughs) like that, actually. (laughs) Love to snake you. Talk us through your eye look. Me? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm right. I'm just gonna. <clears throat> yeah. Um, sorry. Of course. Yeah. I I'm not gonna lie to you both. It was mm-hmm. more of a sort of panic. Let's just let's just continually practice doing makeup look as opposed to an explicitly uh, experimental look. It was far more. You know, let's just practice doing a winged liner, which then obviously developed more and more as I went from one line to the next. Mm. Um, and I got through about four cotton buds, which I'm not proud of. Mm. Um, but don't worry, I'll um, I'll burn them and inhale the smoke so that it doesn't pollute <laughs> anything. <laughs> That'd be good. That is, thank you. That is how you offset your carbon footprint for sure. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Just inhale um, the smoke. But also like, experimenting, practicing, it's all the same thing. Like that's basically what we do is just practice different combinations. Yeah. And, that's and you about look the divine. Freeing... Thank mm. you. Well, my hair is nice and greasy, hence low bun. I thought um, it was slicked yeah. back. <laughs> it is slicked back, but with my yeah. own hair grease as opposed mm. to an additional product. I love it. You're rocking it. I thought it was intentional. Quill, yeah. Mm-hmm. What gel are you using today? Yeah. It's so effective. It's called um, Eau de Natural. <laughs> Part four, meaning fourth day post wash. Mm. So, yeah. Je love, j'adore. Je love, j'adore. <laughs> How good does Tilly's hair look? 
I keep doing this. I keep complimenting our guests and no one can hear, see it. So I need to stop that. Let's not no. let's move swiftly on. No, no. Tilly does look great. Don't stop Tilly it. Tilly wants the compliments. Sorry. Of course I do. I thrive on them. And this is why we post the EELs on Instagram so people can see what we look like. Mm. It's true. Christ, that's a strong gin I've poured. Oh, that's what are you drinking? A, repeat. a gin and a beer. A double pot. <laughs> Me too. Hey. I'm on, um, I'm on pink Prosecco at the minute. Look at uh, this. And I've got red wine waiting for me. This is an antique um, flute. Doritas. Quill looks like she's stepped out of the 70s. She's just come off stage as, and you know High Rise, the film? Quill yeah. Rose has just stepped off High Rise. I don't know the film, but I'll it's bloody a, look it up. Crazy film. Is that the one with um, Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Oh, my God. Wild. We literally watched it a few nights ago, and it's, it it's a lot. Wild. Do you want a secret? Yeah. I've made What's my it? own bastardized desperado in here. <gasps> okay. Do you know what? It's crazy that you say that because we had the worst day of our lives a few days ago and ended up buying non-alcoholic beer. So yeah, I know, I know. It was on a disc it was on the discount shelf and we <laughs> thought, hooray, fucking three euros for like twelve Pans and obviously you're like je suis parlé non français je suis no. anglais no no idea yeah. <laughs> for reference dear readers sweet quill is in Paris right now yeah don't expect me to speak French anybody it's just not going to happen tonight you can expect that a lot from me and Lucy <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> one thing we will um, butcher but yeah no so we're going to buy some um, tequila which we found in Monoprix which is really good and then just add it to the non-alcoholic beers to make our nice. own that's exactly nice. what I've done it's delicious um, artisanal beer. Um, I've put in a bit of orange juice and a tequila shot because I was worried I wasn't... Uh, Le Voge! Interessante. Very nice. Mm. And then obviously you've got a gin-based cocktail for afterwards. Mm. Also, That's dear something. readers, you may, hear, you may hear Tilly's sister referred to as Quill, Quinilda, Neeb, Riri or Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you notice know how restrained I was being, though? I called no. you Quill twice already. Yeah. She's like to go by done. Quill, but... Snaps for Titi. Snaps for Titi. None for Lulu. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are you finding life in Gay Paris now you've moved there, Quinilda Rose? Um, yes, well, it's it's been a lot of ups, a few ups and downs, but in general, it's fine. I was saying to... Um, fine. 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 <laughs> I'm expecting glamour. I'm expecting glitz. I'm expecting the dream. Okay, well, obviously, it you know potentially would be that I, I imagine I would be living it up, living the glitz and glamorous life in Emily in Paris style. No, <laughs> no, Emily in Paris can go do one. It'll be yeah. Quill and Paris, far better written. Anyway, mm. um, no, it, um, if it weren't in the middle of a pandemic, I'm sure it'd be far more glamorous. But uh, as it goes, I've become very familiar with the local parks and. Mm -hmm the sort of surrounding greenery because we're not allowed inside anywhere so uh, but, yeah. but to be fair it is quite joyous it's it's a lot of fun i'm learning my phrases i'm doing my duolingo <laughs> and yeah i mean i literally made the decision today i emailed uh, a course coordinator asking if he could help me get a year-long visa wow <gasps> yeah so 
that's my news, everybody. Bye. Very good, Ree. Very good, Ree. Great to have Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Thank God she's gone. What a bitch. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was such a weird thing to do. I'm just too excited. You're here. Like, I'm, I'm excited, on. too. I'm also incredibly drunk from having had two sips of Prosecco. Good stuff. I'm drunk too. We're all drunk. I'm acutely aware that we're being recorded as well, so I'm like trying to perform for the readers and the listeners. Can you both just do a bit? Your bits are fantastic. Oh, actually, it's a quick question. (laughs) Actually, it's a really good point. Actually, Luce, do you feel like you perform on this podcast? Yes, I'm. I'm conscious that I'm being recorded, but actually, no, because it flows very naturally. Yeah, I find same, same, but different. I don't. I honestly don't think this would be any different. If we weren't being a normal recorded. conversation, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, I say that in terms of I hold back from the singing and the things that are annoying for people to listen to. Oh, fair. Like, genuinely, having listened to a few of your episodes already, coming coming in from it as a member of the public, but also a member <laughs> of the A team, um, the singing is delightful. But in the sanctum, I think, especially think? When, if people are also the stuff that you talk about is, you know real bizzle so if people are connecting to it and enjoying it and feeling like they're knowing more about you it's nice to sort of interlace that with a bit of light-hearted singing even if it's Give terrible the old razzle dazzle razzle dazzle <laughs> i knew it i knew that should make a comeback okay Reek, I just quick fire round what's your favorite thing about me um your compassion <laughs> your sense of humor and Here you're unerring, willing to give me all your possessions. Love that, love that. Now do Luce. Luce, I love how kind you are. Um, your strength throughout any situation. Um, and again, your willingness to give is just unfathomable to me. I can't... Oh, oh, right. I know. God, I demanded it and I'm so pleased it is. <laughs> Thank you. Should we go for Ree? Your fierceness. Yeah, Ree, your fierceness, your humour, your absolute... Absolute determination is as 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 I've lost my words. Easy for you to say. I'd say you're absolutely wise beyond your years, which is freaky and confirm like affirming all at the same time. I'd say you strike a delicate balance between the voice of reason and rash purchases, which is. Keeps us all on our toes. <laughs> and you're um, terribly blunt. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say blunt, and I was like, that's true. Hey, that's what I meant. I meant you that too. You are blunt, but in the best way. <laughs> yeah. That's... I'm also incredibly tactful when it needs to happen, so. Actually, we talked about this, didn't we? We were like, we'll fill the space of whatever's not, like, whatever's needed in a social situation what we deem anyway what we think we'll just like fill that space so like Riri and I were talking about whether we are like confrontational people because I would consider myself a fan of confrontation (laughs) um I don't back down from it at all it kind of like sets me alight a little bit like if someone like especially if it's something I care about or someone I care about and yeah we talked about this didn't we we said a little bit like um if there is a confrontation happening I'm not going to just like jump in and fight everyone I'll, what's the word you used? Uh, mediate. Yeah, or like temper, temper the tempers. <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, though, you like to get involved. Yeah. Like, either way, though, that's, that's, uh, like, I, no, I agree. I think I do the same thing, though, but in a way that's sort of like, 
I'm much more willing to sort of think, oh, how important is this to me? Is this a close friend that's having mm. a with someone or is this someone I don't know? Like, do I bother to get involved or do I not? And then once I make the decision to, I then either commit to it and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to go into bat now or I'm going to go into mediate. Either that's way, though, so interesting. I do, I do try to fill whatever space is, is there. I think that's incredibly skillful, to be honest. I respect that. Thank you. Well, do you I like confrontation, I'm... Luce? Oh, yeah. What? Do you like confrontation, Luce? <laughs> Sorry, I'm what like, was the question? She was gone. <laughs> oh, dear. Confrontation gives me a terrify. Mm. Will's just going um, to ask if I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, oh, recording, Will. I'm Mom, I'm on MSN. <laughs> Get out, Mom. I'm on MSN with my friends. Get out, Mom. I'm on MSN. Oh, lovely stuff. Be, okay. Let's kick it off. Okay. Right, ladies. Yeah. Let's start. Luce, what have you repressed this week? So this week I had an actual nightmare. <laughs> okay, you're going to find this ridiculous. My Uh-oh. nightmare was where I dreamt we were taking the pelvic floor on tour and then Tilly and I were there doing our bit. We had a packed auditorium and then Tilly started freestyling and doing her improv bit. She didn't She didn't stick to the script and I can't improv, so I felt way left behind. And I was just there like a little goose chatting shit and no one would laugh at me and everyone would laugh at Tilly and the boy who fancied at school made best friends with Tilly. So I'm repressing this, repressing this dream deep down because I will never compete with my lady love. I adore her. <laughs> Do you know what? So much of that is rooted in truth. Like, sorry, sorry, with all the love in the world. That's just so interesting, isn't it? Because like some dreams you have are wild and come from the deepest, tiniest little bits of things that you saw that day or heard that day or 10 years ago. And or a subconscious <laughs> preoccupation with uh, Tilly Armageddon. is funnier yeah. than me. I know. <laughs> rooted in truth no oh god no I don't think that's true at all actually I really 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 don't and um it's always my favorite like some of my favorite laughs have been from these ladies right here <laughs> it's, it's when I, we were looking through our shared album called repression sessions which was actually the genesis for this pod that was making me laugh so so much I was like it must be shared with the world mm. oh, it's so good I think we are the funniest people that we know that's true. <laughs> Just without a like a glimmer of irony there. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear me. Rousey Pousey. Mm. What have you repressed this week? Well, let me check my notebook. I had to write them <laughs> down. What have I repressed recently? Right, I have two. Ooh. One yeah. came back to me like a little aggressive train. <laughs> Um, I suddenly had a flashback to picture the scene, everybody. Um, Little old me, pre-puberty, ergo having the body and sort of general aesthetic of a malnourished seven-year-old boy at the age of 14. Um, That was my aesthetic I was rocking back then. Um, There was a chemistry competition at school and it was you this win a deep. prize, meaning a chocolate bar from the top from the top shop. Uh, you win a prize if you can make the longest word out of symbols from the periodic table. Sounds a lot uh-huh. of fun. I agree. My a lot of creepy back, best of my Maybe my housemates will get involved. <laughs> um, 
anyway, I had the idea to go and ask my chemistry teacher, like, and trick him into telling me the longest word he could think of so that I could try and make that out of the periodic table. Anyway, my go-to when he asked me what I was thinking of was nymphomaniac. <laughs> and he How old were you, sorry? About 14, 13. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught you that word? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I just it just came out. I don't even I don't even think I quite knew what it meant, but I sure as hell knew what their responses were. Like my friend Tiggy, shout out to Tiggy Wheaton, she was there, and Mr. Rowan, and they were both silent. They literally he just went on tapping away at his computer and did not say anything. And then Tiggy was like, Do you wanna go to lunch? And I was like, Yeah, okay, sure. And then we just <laughs> ran up and she ran up. Just um clarify for the dear listener, what is an infomaniac, Ralph? <laughs> Um, it's someone who is sinful. Okay. <laughs> sinful! <laughs> who is doing sins. Someone who's doing sins and is not okay. <laughs> Famously a film with Shia LaBeouf. Uh-oh, we don't like him anymore. Do we not? Yeah. No. no. Our dear Shia's been caught up in a... He's done a bad thing, which is a oh, real yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. right? With FK yeah. Twigs, right? Oh, golly, yeah. yes. Awful. And then his other yes. ex-girlfriend chimed in and was like, thank you, FKA Twigs, for speaking your truth, because it happened to me too. You see, oh. this is something I'm glad to come up organically, because this is something that is not a new thing I'm about to go on a little bit of a rant about. But, like, Luce and I have loved Shia LaBeouf for oh. years. He Hi-fi. was this... Original Shia Like, rugged, wild, unpredictable, manly epic person who what is manly though is he right so this is what i'm about to get into it's like and also because of like was it even stevens yeah 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 right so like a genesis in our childhood we watched this like gawky kid grow into this like epic testosterone filled dude and i'm saying this like just bear with me and so we i loved i loved it i loved this like weird erratic energy i thought i was very attracted to it this like intensity and this kind of yeah masculine energy that really like did it for me as a teen and then growing up and he sort of did some like epic creative choices he made some epic creative choices which really cemented him in the public image i'd say as a like savant like a, a bon vivant savant like a kind of what does um, that mean a bon vivant is like a lover of life a raconteur a sort of like yeah. a joie de vivre person who lives would, for the he fun he seems very unloving of life in all of his videos he seems but very he like... lives it to the fullest he like grips life by the short and curlies and goes for it kind of thing is what i sort of meant interesting okay if i've used the wrong words there my my, my polls not the wrong but... words sorry i did not mean to pick you apart no. No, I love worry, you. No. I adore you. Marry me. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I am also betrothed to the ladies in my performing research group. Is that what? Okay. I accept. Oh. Work on it. I accept. Communism. <laughs> oh, um. Oh God. Yeah. The commune. Let's get to that too. But <gasps> it's. I think it's. Um. This Shia LaBeouf thing. Obviously, he did that whole like weird Shia LaBeouf season where he watched all of his films in the theatre, and then he was like seen clapping himself, and then he did that Sia musical, and then that that film Honey Boy. So he like he did these like epic creative offerings, which is something that we as the public devour, not just the like 
shit that surrounds his um, like personal life, but his creative offerings are something that we consumed. And he's now thinking that I'm no longer famous, didn't he? Yeah, exactly these like stunty things were like well a weird shire like doing his weird thing like yeah. cool but i think he still retained some kind of sex appeal at least for me personally i was still enthralled by it mm-hmm. and now it's come out that he were, was um in an abusive relationship with fka twix was like the purveyor of abuse it fits do you know what it's not a fucking surprise. Like, considering where he's been and what he's done, I don't think it's a surprise. And yet, I'm still heartbroken. And that's what it took for me to, like, sign off the Shire train. Mm. Whereas, like, I think if you take, like, maybe an alternative comparison, let's say Miley Cyrus, mm. who did same thing but different in a lot of ways, grew up in the spotlight. We watched her grow, had, a, like, various different relationships with people of different genders. She, like, she kind of, like, did her version. And she was absolutely slated for it. I'm but not saying that she's... Abusive to anyone. I know, but I mean, like, if it came out now that there was something that, like, hit the nail in the coffin, like, I feel like she got shitted on all the way through, whereas he was, like, deified until now. Mm. I see. That's my point. Yeah, people thought that he was, like, maybe a bit rogue, but they were far more willing to be like, that's Shia, as opposed to being like, what the hell is he doing? He shouldn't be in the public eye. He's damaging young children's minds. But did he do anything that was questionable? Did he? Yeah. Apart from just living this like wild life about doing these like weird zany things, mm-hmm. like people were just on board the whole way. Whereas like Miley Cyrus like was on a wrecking ball, and they were like, "What the fuck? What a weird slut." Yeah, true. That was sort of my point. Again, like I'm drawing a like random comparison there. Like it's not I haven't thought that through like deeply, but it really made me reevaluate what I was attracted in, like attracted by, and like mm-hmm. made me think like, "Oh my god!" Like. There were so many red flags. Like, there were so many fucking red flags. And yet only now that it's the truth is coming out, are we like, oh, shit, okay, he yeah. a bad guy. Yeah. Got you. Um, anyway, that's my little thing. rant. I'm glad. Did you see the interview? And the interviewer actually asked her why she didn't speak out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was really cool. Absolutely ridiculous that in this day and age she's still being asked that. But her response was so cool. She was like, mm. because it's so pervasive, the way that domestic abuse sorry i'm butchering this but the way that domestic abuse works means that you can't speak out because it's so dispowering yeah yeah you're so trapped and so caught up in it the whole cycle of abuse is imbricated with the the silence of the victim like the whole thing um and it is mad that people were like why haven't you spoken out because it's like i don't know why like domestic abuse seems to be categorized into a, like a different kind of subsection of trauma that is like not the same as like someone who's experienced like the vietnam war like <laughs> they experience like you know trauma like that people wouldn't say why don't you go to therapy earlier because everyone just accepts that their trauma has inhibited them but it's like the same type of thing people were saying to domestic abuse survivors or whatever whatever like that kind of word but mm-hmm. that is the word yeah, it's the empowering like, word because the alternative is victims, and so much mm. of the time that doesn't put put them in a positive spin. So the the alternative word is survivors. Mm. Nice, well, good, well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like it's yeah, it's just crazy that people are like, oh, why don't you speak out without understanding exactly like TT just said the whole the cycle of silence that it itself yeah. impresses upon you. And it's easier mm. for us to quantify a war and it's like harder for us to quantify that like a consensual, let's say like a consensual 
let's say monogamous I don't know this about their relationship but I'm suggesting Mm. like a man in a consensual monogamous like relationship could still not understand consent or abuse Mm. like did I just say consensual I meant that sorry excuse me I've just absolutely blubbed my words but you know what I mean like we don't want to believe the worst of our guys in the public eye we don't want to believe that we're like no he's a tortured soul like he's got his demons like come on and it's harder for us to sort of reconcile this like public image of who he is and like I said the creating offerings he's given the world Mm. with this like abuser because but we're also understanding more and more though like that the like vast majority of crime is happening in the home like (laughs) yeah that's well that's the thing that there's this statistic which I'm going to butcher but it's really somber and I'm sorry to get this deep but the amount of um instances where domestic violence is happening between a female that has left her partner and it is a female and a male the male is very often the perpetrator perpetrator yeah yeah. the crimes happen after a woman leaves the home so like it's all like why won't you leave the husband but actually as soon as they leave the home they're in this unsafe environment where homicides Mm. occur Mm. sorry this got really deep and really horrible but i've had a lot of domestic domestic violence training at work and it's true Mm. Mm. we had the same thing but different and this is a statistic that um i'm sure you guys will have heard of one time or another but um, again, butchering the context, I'm so sorry. Like I said before, our hearts are in the right places. And if any of this stimulates any of you dear listeners to do your own research, please do. Um, but they got a group of um, men together um, and they were like, what is the thing you are most scared um, that a woman will do to you? Like, what are you most scared of a woman doing to you? And they were all like the like largest, um, the most common answer was laugh at me. They were like, really? oh, okay. And if you ask, they said different bunch of women of the same demographic. Wow. What's, this, what's the scariest no. thing? Yeah, yeah. What's the what's the thing you're most afraid of that a man will do to you? And they were like, kill me. Kill me. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. It, wow. And that, that in itself should tell you so much about the gender divide and gender imbalance. Like, um, oh, mm. butchering this again, but like about the way that the patriarchy sets up. It's like I saw a tweet. This actually links to what I learned this week, but I saw a tweet. Um, I've seen it a lot this week on social media, and it's all like it's from a guy's perspective. And he's like, this group of lads came up, were like wolf whistling and hitting on this girl until they realized I was there. And then we're like, oh, sorry, bro, mm. didn't realize you were there. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, and actually, that made me realize just how awful it is for women in that they see me as like fair game mm. and like a reason to not. Mm. Go out, yeah. yeah they apologized to him as opposed to mm. apologizing to the woman, exactly. And he was just like, Wow, mm. it's wild, y'all! It's wild, y'all! Gosh, what a heavy start, hey, chaps! That's what a heavy do. start, but we're also so I'm glad I'm in it with you. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, is that what, what? So, what have we repressed this week? So, that's have you got your second repression? I've done my repression. What have you repressed, Tilly? Yeah. Oh gosh. I say I didn't write any notes, bloody hell. I've had a bit of a weird week. I won't I won't lie to you, ladies. The weirdness of last week has sort of eked into this week. And um I guess actually to be honest, the thing that I've repressed really truly is what it's like to have a puppy in the house. <laughs> <laughs> And like anyone who knows me or follows me on Instagram at Willie Tidhouse um, will know that I've had puppies in the house for about eight weeks, almost exactly. But 
now all of the ones that are going have gone to their new homes have gone we're left with the one that we're keeping and i forgot what a fucking ordeal it is (laughs) 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 to train them and um my mum so spoiler alert i live with my parents don't come for me i hate my life (laughs) 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 um my mum will do the morning shift and I'll do the late shift. So she'll wake up and she'll let them out and feed them and everything. And she's been, she's taken to do, she's recently taken to torturing them in the morning. <laughs> she'll go down there in her dressing gown and Crocs and probably, I don't know, just just inflict the worst torture. Or that is what it sounds like, dear reader. Because the motherfuckers howl and scream and shout when they see her. When they see her come down, they're like, oh, my God, here comes breakfast. Oh, my God, it's breakfast. <laughs> guys, guys, look, look, it's breakfast. And they're like, wait, and the old one's like, what the fuck? She can't. Then the old one's like, can you stop shouting about breakfast and shouts at them? Talks. There's all this woofing going on. All, oh, my God. Today it was like at 6.45 and I was like, motherfucker, I didn't have to be awake this early. Why did she go down that early? <laughs> Oh, oh god well i don't know old people don't sleep do they so they do just like they they get up on we they need their breakfast it's just like it's, li- it's like literal babies like they have to be fed yeah. so early yeah and they also get overtired and so putting her down for a nap was really difficult because she thought she'd like done some terrible thing and was being put in prison oh. we were like we were like no this is just your crate like you should like the crate like just please go in the fucking crate because otherwise we'll all step on you and she's just got this absolute thing about so, dear reader, I've got one dog called Coco. She's about 13. A second dog called Frosty. She's about four. And the, the youngest one is called um, Gertrude Margaret Lothian Stein Bell CBE. And um, Gertie's got this thing for Coco. She just, like, wants to piss that old bitch off. She just, like, goes up there and, like, nips her nipples and, like, sh- bites on her ears. Mm-hmm. And Cokey's mm-hmm. like... My guy, I'm not down for this playtime. Leave me alone. And she's no, like, a deep, deep, throaty bark. Well, Koki got her own back because she's shit in her bed, so. Yeah, but that's getting her against you and Bridge. That's not getting her own back against Gertie. Yeah, it's true. Gertie is oblivious. <laughs> so <laughs> that is what I fucking repressed this week because it all came flooding back to me. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot what a whole thing this was. The joys of motherhood. Mm, the joys. And you just go in for a sweet kiss. And then she gave me a septum piercing by accident. And I was like, ow, oh, it really hurts. <laughs> I, uh, like, see, I'm, I miss the puppies so much. But obviously I realised how, bless I said, I am not to have to deal with that shit. And like, I literally didn't have to deal that last time either with Frosty. I had the puppies for approximately maybe a week. And then I fucked off to Australia for four months. Mm. And so I missed all of that bollocks and came back to find a lovely, well-trained mm. dog who, albeit didn't know me, <laughs> hashtag broke my heart forever, um, and literally ran from me when I tried to give her love and walks. But uh, still, the discipline was done and I appreciated that. Thank you. <laughs> what have you learnt this week? Referring to the diary, um... Balance is key and still learning not to take things too seriously. That's what I've written down. Balance um, is key. Is that a yoga balance. thing? <laughs> no, I just sort of, no, I just wrote that down because I feel like this week more than others, I have learnt that you can't just do the bits and hope it works and then do sort of everything else that comes to mind. You have to actually implement effort and sort of discipline and willingness right. into your what are the bits the bit in terms of like life balance like 
if you like for example i've been doing meditation now for like a week and i realized that i You're wasn't actually now no <laughs> <laughs> no i realized that i was just like just doing a bit of deep breathing and stuff and I, and I know that it works in its own ways and it happens slowly it's not like an instant thing but I had a realization about three days ago that I was just doing it and being like okay cool what am I gonna have for breakfast when should I go to the library mm. and I wasn't fully committed to the practice itself and just taking the time to be present and yeah. then I would like you know run off and go uh, watch a film or go to the park and spend time with my friends so that's what I mean about the balance is mm actually putting effort into finding the balance and not just like ticking boxes like you know properly putting the time into it and actually you know taking it seriously as opposed to just like doing it to say that you've done it in the hope that that makes you feel better that day mm. if that makes sense a bit of a ramble there a bit of a ramble but um yeah that's that's my vibe no it's fantastic i went off mute because i've been violently hiccuping <clears throat> Oh God! There we go. I'm going off again. I'm going off again. Um, I think that's um that's cool. That's cool what you've learned that. But I I would also say I have those moments every like two weeks. I'm like, this is the key, and then does it actually fucking happen? (laughs) So I actually believe in you to be able to implement it. Actually, you you've sort of got a better sense of will than than I do. Um. And it's true. And you need that time. Like they say that like forming the habit and making the practice is half the thing. So mm-hmm. even if your mind is drifting, the fact that you come to meditate every day or, or, or however often you do it, that is half the battle. Like yeah. training the brain once you're there is a much harder thing than committing to doing it every day or, or however often you do it. Yeah, no, I, mean, I do it every day. But like it's the whole like before, you know, especially moving here. In my mind, it was like, just keep yourself happy, keep yourself occupied, do your yoga for like strength and well-being, and then go to the library, read a book, hang out with your mates. You know, it was more like, oh, keep yourself happy, happy and occupied so that, you know, if you do feel shit, you'll be easier to feel happy again. Whereas now I'm like, actually, that's not a way to sort of live. That's not how the balance exists and comes. You have to take the time to, you know, focus on yourself, look into yourself and not just watching a really sad episode of Grey's Anatomy and crying it out, which has been my go-to for about a decade now. Whenever I feel sad, I'll just like watch a really sad film, cry it out and then move on. I've realised that like, you know, it doesn't work that way. It has to happen step by step and you have to do it more slowly than that and do self-care slowly but surely because that means that it won't there's less likelihood of things just snaking you and then having a real big fucking meltdown wow that's so grown up thank you i tried that's so grown up i concur (laughs) (laughs) i'm proud but i concur i feel like can i can we ask a new question and this might be (laughs) but i want to know like how many cries have you done this week Ooh. Hang on. Okay. Can we make that a new thing in the roster? Yeah. I actually only did two cries this week. Oh my god, my <laughs> alcohol consumption and these hiccups are ridiculous right now. Okay, you I hold did... your breath for as long as possible. Mute yourself and hold your breath. Yeah. I'm muting. No. <laughs> Good for you, Luz. Hold it as long as you can. And if you, you can, Luz, try and take a sip as well and drink while you hold your 
breath of of more alcohol. <laughs> yeah, drink more. Till it goes away. Sorry, how many cries, Rassie? So, well, TT, since you're <laughs> um, I realised I did. Oh, can I just stop you there? Could you please do it in a Welsh accent? <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about it this earlier on, actually, and it's 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 Friday today, isn't it? Okay, so. At the beginning of the week, I felt I should have really good. I actually felt like I got my shit together. I was actually doing really well. And I was like, cool, like I've, I've been implementing my meditation. I've been alternating doing yoga with Pilates. I felt really bodily healthy. I was like nourishing myself. You know, honing your practice. I was honing my practice. And also, as you know, for, for those, just for context, dear listeners, um, <laughs> I had a bit of a sad patch about two weeks ago on a Tuesday and I went to a cemetery and just called my my ma and my sister as one does when they feel a bit sad. So I was there staring at all these dead people and I was phoning my mum and my sister and we had a chat. And um, my sister said something oh, to God. me. She said to me, and I'll tell you what it is. She said to me, uh, grow up. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> No, she didn't say that. No, she didn't say that. No, she just said, said, take time for yourself. If you're feeling sad, feel sad. And don't ignore it. Don't brush it away. Just, like, acknowledge it. Do what you can to make yourself feel better in that moment if you're out and about, you know, in the library or such. Um, But then that night, you know, go back to it. And also she said, um, do the daily affirmations. You know, she sent me a format of... um, the gratitudinal diary that I think a lot of people do these days. I know I'm probably late Gratitudinal, to yeah. Yeah, the gratitudinal diary. Change approved, I like the word. Thank you, thank you. Um, anyway, so I started doing that and it actually really helped me because it's it's just a little bit of mindfulness in the morning to make me wake up and and immediately put myself in a good mood and feel mm. feel grateful and feel like, you know, no matter what I'm already feeling, no matter what's on my mind, there's something there that's that's something to be grateful for, which I think is incredibly humbling and helps me to feel a bit more, a little bit less self-obsessed. You know, I'm like, what can I do to make someone else's day good today? What can I do to, you know? Absolutely. Do that? And, yeah, that's what it is. That's what, exactly, it is. that's what it is. And it's like, it's, it's you know, by, by looking beyond myself, especially in these last couple of weeks, I have found it really helps myself. You know, it's like a give and take type situation. You, you know, I made a real effort to make my, make my housemates have a fun day the other day because, um, RIP, um, my, my housemate's great aunt died because of COVID about a week ago. So she was, oh, feeling, no. really, she was feeling really, really sad about that. Oh, and then we were so going sorry. Off I know, I know. She's, she's, she's all right now. She's all right now. But it's just sad because obviously she's in Paris there in Spain. It's been a it's been a whole thing. Mm. Um, anyway, so I, we went out for the day and, and we had a really nice day. And I, and I really made an effort to think, you know, bugger me. I'm not going to focus on me. What can I do to make Isabel happy, happy today? And bugger me. What can we do to, <laughs> what can we do to you know, make, make the day nice and enjoyable? And we ended up having a really, really fun day. We came home and we all said how much fun we'd had. So that made me feel fantastic. Okay, sorry, can I stop you there? Yeah. Essex, please. <clears throat> Essex, like that. So made me feel really, really good about myself. And so then, so I've been thinking about that a lot as well. And like, so the three, the three things I'm grateful for and every evening, the three things that are like, that went really well. And also what I'm like, the, the daily affirmation, do you know what I mean? Like 
Oh yeah. But I am strong. I nourish myself. I am level headed. I can keep the balance. Like I make good choices. I make good choices. Like, all that stuff I think is so important. And I've really <laughs> felt that I've benefited from that in the last few weeks since I had that conversation with you, TT. So thank you very oh, you're much. You're welcome, Han. You're welcome. Yeah. So it's been it's been good. And I've I've been really enjoying it. But going back to circling back to the cries. Um, because I was, I'm on my period at the minute and I, mm. I went came on to about two days ago now. So on the run up to that, my body was definitely telling me some things and definitely going through some, some situations. <laughs> um, she just made a little running gesture with her two fingers. That was very funny. And then run up to that as if her, like, her period was speeding towards her in a race. <laughs> well it did feel like it but also it felt more like it wasn't speeding towards me it felt like more like it was just like power walking no just like power walking like slow and steady but still gonna bloody catch you off guard mine sneaks up on me like a little dog (laughs) oh yeah nightmares nightmares and so yeah so then that happened to me and I had two cries actually one was on the phone to you TT Mm. Um, don't remember those weren't there um, we were talking. Tilly was telling me about the puppies being collected by each each family going to their forever homes. Oh, they didn't half cry. They didn't half cry. Yeah, and exactly. So we were talking about that, and I was like, "Oh God, I miss that." And then it reminded me of that scene from Oliver and Company, which, for those who don't know, is an animated film. I want to say late nineties. Mm. Um, one of my childhood classics. Big fan. And there's a scene at the beginning of the film where Oliver said cat, said kitten, is in a cardboard box with all of his other siblings and they're just on the side of the street. Oh, they don't even have God. a nice home in Surrey to be like Not even a home. And they're just on the side of the street and then they're all playing one by and then one by one they all get collected and bought by people who pass them on the street. Bit dodgy if you ask me, but hey, it's a cartoon kids film. Um, <laughs> and then at the end of the at the end of the montage um it's just oliver and there's one other kitten and they're playing and they're like having a little nice time and then the other kitten gets collected and oliver is the last one left oh he's not no lies it's him it's only him he's the last one and he's sitting in this cardboard box and then it starts to rain and the cardboard box the only home he's ever known literally disintegrates from underneath him and he nearly falls down a fucking drain and meets oh stop it. it and like it's just so sad and anyway anyway i digress as I was telling TT this story on FaceTime, I just burst into tears. Um, <laughs> so that, was me. that was me having like a little demi cry because of a uh, demi cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the second cry I had was actually later on that morning when I tried to do meditation, and Andy told me to let things go, and I just sort of was like, "Fine, I'll fucking let it go." Won't I? And I cried about it. You calling it Andy now? Yeah, Andy and I are intimate. We're on a personal level. Oh, you're intimate. Oh, lovely. lovely. He knows my mind. He knows my mindfulness. Okay, and accent stops now. That was amazing. Thank you. That was amazing. Seamless. Thank you. I felt like I lost my way a bit there. I think people were... I I apologise to those people out there actually from Essex who will probably Mm. comment um, Mm. and in between their praises probably say that's actually not true to the Essex accent, but... (laughs) Yeah, praise for content. Well, unbeknownst to all of y'all, I've been hiccuping this whole time and it won't stop. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Luce, if you have have a fellow somewhere there, preferably Will, because if there was some random in your house, I'd be worried for you. Um, What you've got to do is, um, and this is literally an infallible way of getting rid of hiccups, despite what he says. Yeah, yeah. So you get two thumbs, plug your ears with your thumbs, 
and then you get your pinkies and you plug each nostril with your pinkies so you look like that <laughs> and then what you need to do is you need, you, to will, you need to get will or someone to feed you like a couple gulps of water and you need to create like a little vacuum between your ears and your nostrils so that no air escapes watch this space readers will be inundating you Oh my god! Pop it in the comments, lads, if that's true. <laughs> well, it's worked for me. But you need to get well, Lucy. You can't just do it yourself. Yeah, you need to. You need to get someone else. I'm doing it by myself, and I can do this by myself. Yeah, no, a strong, you're independent woman. Up your nostrils, just on the outside, will do. I'm still yeah. right up there. <laughs> it's okay it. up there. I don't need him. I'm gonna push them harder up my nostrils. Then I don't need Will. She don't need no man's. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Liz? I support and love you, and I wish you all the best. <laughs> je t'adore, je t'adore, je t'adore. Oh, and what dear. have you learned this week, ladies? Um, what have I learned? Um, oh my god, I've learned a wealth a wealth of things. Obviously, um, actually, do you know what? Someone else answer while I go and get my note that I've written down. Liz, what have you learned this week? All right, legends. So I, it's not so much something I've learned. It's something I have read and have taken on board and have enjoyed. Not Ooh, even enjoyed. Enjoyed is the wrong word. It's about toxic masculinity. And you know when something just clicks? You know when you like yeah. read something that articulates it better than you can? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get so that. Mine is, mine is from Gina Martin's book. Be the change. Hashtag. Gina, Gina, snaps for we Gina. We love Gina. We love Gina. Hashtag mm. Gina Martin. Be the change. Mm. So I read this passage and was like, man, this resonates. It means a lot. And she was talking about toxic masculinity, and she says, "I learned from Richie that men aren't always thriving under equality either, and that toxic masculinity, as well as being the catalyst in the oppression of women." is a gendered curse that's raising men who become subconsciously trapped in a self-perpetuating cycle of prioritizing macho strength, Mm. a lack of emotional availability and dominance over healthy communication, Mm. emotional availability and self-awareness. This leads to men dominating and women being dominated, as well as male suicide and violence and abuse against others. Mm. And I just Mm. thought that was such a succinct way of wrapping up toxic masculinity in that acknowledging that it actually affects men as well as women like I can't articulate it very well but I felt that was a really good succinct way of talking about toxic masculinity and I'm slurring quoting who who are you quoting Gina Gina Martin oh wow oh brilliant um no I, I totally agree I think that that passage is really cool because she doesn't use loads of big flouncy words to try and get the image across. She's just clear, like you say, she's succinct, and it it kind of she magically, you know, summarizes an entire cycle of, like you say, toxic masculinity and the the repercussions that it has with said man, but also those around him in relation, especially in relation to said woman. And I think that that is. I think that's a snap to Gina. That's a really cool way of putting it in a way that's understandable, succinct, but also doesn't necessarily whitewash over things, I don't think. Whitewash? Do you mean whitewash? No, I mean like, um, you know, brush, like mm. across. Yeah, I, I find it like with the men in my life who I consider to be sort of engaged, intelligent, educated people, 
I see them warring against it every now and again. Mm. I see that like sometimes the thing that they reach for is like slightly toxic or slightly like toxic, slightly due to toxic masculinity, and they have to do the work to unpick it and reroute. Mm. And I they know that, that they have to do that. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like with the men in your life, I yeah. know them. But like, <laughs> do you find that they notice that and will be like? why do I think that why do I need to in the way that we do we check ourselves so regularly and we'll often say oh I thought this and I said that and I'm like oh I need to reassess that do they do the same thing I think so actually with the three men that I've come in the most contact with being my brother my father and my (laughs) 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 oh yeah I'm still finding it hard to say the word um I think I can see them doing it actively I also think that they no call back to an early conversation where old tt loves confrontation i think they try and be their best self around me in a way for that yes i would agree with that i would agree with that big al and hambala bamba uh my brother and my father i think check themselves more perniciously uh when they're with me because they know that i'll pick them up on it and um which is good and right and i see that as my duty to society especially with my father i mean hamish does not need checking like he, he's got a very um like powerful girlfriend so he doesn't it's not new like he knows it all and um with my boyfriend um <laughs> he does some stuff that like I think almost he can't help it even though I know he can so my like um I don't know how to just, uh, describe it like he'll make us some flippant joke, some kind of like jealous joke, which I don't find very funny at all. And I also think that jealousy kind of catches, like once you plant the seed, you're like, oh, should I be jealous? Like, should that be a thing? And so he'll make some kind of, I mean, a really offhand joke. And uh, my reaction will be deadpan or not not at all. And he'll kind of like double back and change his mind. Like, Mm -hmm. I think sometimes he'll, like I said, be lazy with, with catching himself with like coded words, like... Um, like using the word pussy or like little things that I wouldn't stand for I think um, he sort of catches himself for and um, I appreciate that such as my duty to society <laughs> do you think they do the same with me not Sam but Ham and Dad do you think that they check themselves around me because I feel like only recently have Dad and I and Ham and literally have not seen so <laughs> but Dad and I have had a fair few uh, rousing discussions recently <laughs> where I have sort of, you know, batted one corner being the progressive corner mm. and he's batted sort of uh, the other corner. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's been interesting to have these discussions, but I feel like <sighs> purely because you're in, you, I think one of the core things is like you have the instinct, no matter what, you will speak up and jumped to defend and jump to get involved whenever you hear or someone says something around you or to you you know whether or not again <laughs> r.i.p you but like whether or not you're involved in the conversation <laughs> if you hear something like that is unjust you'll get involved which i really admire like i don't say that in a criticizing way at mm. all i think it's incredibly important um and so i i agree that i think they check themselves around you more but i don't think they do the same for me purely because I am often not paying attention. Um, You're paying attention? 
Maybe I'm just not engaged. Maybe I'm just not as engaged. I don't know. Well, like if you're not there. I'm ten out of ten engaged. But because if I know that you are there, I'm corner. I'm just more there. Like I'm more there. Like the guy with the water and the towel dabbing your forehead <laughs> as, you, as you come back. As you come back to the corner for round two and round three. Uh, yeah, what I was about to say is like obviously at play in our family situations are the difference in relationship between you and our father, me and our father, me and my our brother, you and our brother. Like there's different tensions, different relationships always mm. at play at any time. And just like we said at the top of the episode, like you'll fill the space that needs to be filled. And and if I, you know, so I think we sort of balance each other that out that that way. But I would also say, um. I always forget you are four years my junior and like your feminist reckoning has happened relatively more recently than mine. Mm-hmm. And so like, of course you're finding your like, um, what's I looking for? Not, not, not ideologies, but like uh, you're just finding now what you care about, what you care to correct people oh, wow. about. <laughs> Hi, is that Callum? Yeah, it's, it's bringing me Callum! Home. Hi, Callum. Hi, Kayum. Hi, Callum. <laughs> Callum, quickly. Callum, just quickly. Yeah. Oh, babe, you're so good at the guitar. My little coochie <laughs> melted. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. So good. I appreciate. Do you want to play it for us now or no? No. No. Nah. Nah. All you need nah. to do your, your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, sweet Angel. Yeah. Can you go to the door, please? No. Oh, Dear readers, for those who don't know, that's my <laughs> husband. Um, <laughs> he brings me Prosecco and wine when I ask for it. He's what a good boy welcome. he is. Very good. good. Um, what the fuck was I saying before I got distracted by your sweet housemate? Um, different family dynamics. I was about to interrupt you anyway, so it was a good, good time. Um, I was going to say, I think it'd be so interesting to genuinely, I feel like, you could dedicate an entire hour of like this podcast to talking about family dynamics because I never get tired of talking about them. Like Mm -hmm. I never get tired of doing my own little amateur psychoanalysis of Mm -hmm. people in my family, the dynamics of other people's families, which is obviously like, you know, I am not qualified and don't have any right to, but I just find it so interesting. and I find it really cool because I think so much of a person is is made up by their family and those people around them mm. in ways that they don't realise. And I think it's just so interesting. This actually brings me on to what I've learned this week. Oh, interesting. What did you learn? Hit it. Hit it. So what I've learned this week, so we had an uh follow-up lecture by Geese Theatre, which I mentioned in my last episode. So Geese Theatre, who work with um Theatre in the Criminal Justice System who the theatre like, company originated in the US and came over here. So there's like a sister branch in the UK, which is like founded in like the 80s. Don't quote me on that. Um, and we had our like follow up lecture with them. And um, the guy leading the, the like workshop seminar lecture thing over Zoom was so brilliant and so cool. So sweet, warm, funny, all the best things that you want in a facilitator. And he basically said that he, a lot of the practices that he had designed and like the approach he was using was informed by psychodrama. Mm-hmm. And so that, as 
one might guess is like psychology of the brain and drama, like the theatrical production kind of thing, like drama, like the out, the playing out of situations. Um, and what I learned this week is basically that I would like to have a psychologically informed applied theatre practice. Mm. And he, he, he basically said that there's merit in using um, positive psychology as a basis for your practice. And I was like, ah, oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's cool. <laughs> because the stuff that we, I mean, he has this whole theory, like it's called the spiral. Um, it's called the drama spiral. And he talks about different levels of intensity and personal, like blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But, um, which I won't get into. And dear reader, if you care to talk about it, do DM me or look it up yourself because the drama spiral is, by Geese Theatre is really cool. But um, what it meant for me personally is that I realised that a lot of, just like you said, Ree, that like all those relationships fascinate me. What makes people tick? What makes people who they are? Why they make the choices they do? What informs who they are as an adult? All that stuff fascinates me. And if I can bring that into my practice, which has therapeutic benefits, then that's my bread and mofucking butter. So mm. that's what I learned this week. I would like... Or as you say in parents... El pain et le beurre. Bread and butter, thank you very much. That's my contribution. Okay, Lucy. Le, not L, that's Spanish. Oh, dear. Pardon me. I'm trilingual. What has empowered you this week? Oh my goodness. I'm so drunk. I hoped you wouldn't realise that my room is swaying. <laughs> I think your, your room will be swaying right now because of the sway. But. Oh my god, flashbacks. 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 Oh my god, stop. So what has empowered me this week is my beautiful friends, Ellen, Becky, and Meg. We just popped oh! on. Oh! We had a little chat. We had a little chat and I left feeling so empowered by them, those gorgeous humans. They made me feel great. One of them has written this fantastic article about being a woman in the business industry and like oh, I'm just so proud of them I love them so much and that has empowered me this week why what what about that's empowering um specifically specifically being in touch with them and them holding me tight and loving me no matter what has been empowering but also hearing one of them I won't go into details but one of them talking about in the she works in sales and being in I'm butchering this but being in the the world of sales like she's spoken about it what it means to be a woman specifically mm. coming up to International Women's Day mm. and like the expectation that if you're going to give birth to a child you have to take time off and like mm. taking off your wedding ring and then interview to make it show mm. that you're not about to have a child and like all this wow. stuff that I had never considered because luckily I don't work in that industry where it's so I don't know my industry is so supportive and I feel very lucky um but she raised this incredibly important point which I think is amazing if we can get her on here to talk about it that'd be fantastic that's amazing I never um, considered that taking off your wedding ring for interviews that's something I never have thought about it? before partly because well, I'm not grown up enough to interview for those types of job interviews but you know and that's still like, and that's incredible. Well, our own mother did that. Did she? Our own, yeah, our own mother Roger did not. Yeah, <laughs> the old meme scheme of of meme scheme fame. <laughs> um, she worked in insurance and was like one of like 
let's say six women in the whole building oh, of like okay. 30,000 or whatever. Okay, if I've fucked up, I might be like 5,000. Oh, um, I don't know, maths. Leave me alone. We're creative. Um, she <laughs> like famously didn't want to tell anyone that she was married because they were like, oh, as soon as like she's got a ring on her, she'll get preg. And she, when she did get preg, she didn't want to tell anybody because they were like, we won't give her the big deals. Like we won't give her the big cases because she won't like, she'll like check out mentally, check out physically. Wow. And she felt that prejudice literally physically keenly immediately kind of thing. Um, and that's on top of being pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> that's on top of being pregnant. Yeah. Wow. I would actually love to hear her side, actually not, not of, mother but actually do you know what why not but um i would love to hear um meg's side of things because it is it is you're right a completely industry that we're not part of also the amount of sugar she's gotten from just being herself whereas no one no one no one inflicted this amount of time on on like whether prince charles is a nonce or not i'm sorry no, no, wait, wait prince charles or prince edward oh you Who know the one trying? Andrew, fuck me, is it Andrew? They're all the same. Prince Andrew. There's none of this none of this witch hunt is happening for him when it should be. And actually it's happening for her. Yeah, look, mom and I had this conversation about like Megan and Harry at the kitchen table and she was like, Oh, you should talk about this on your podcast. And I was like, Fuck off. Like, no, I'm not gonna do it. Like mm. it's just the whole thing is ridiculous. Whatever. Let's not get into the royals right now. But no, let's do that for another day. But oh, oh, but I'm with you. Like, as I'm not contesting you for a fucking second. Good. Ten out of ten with you, Luce. I'm glad. Um, It's ridiculous. Titi, what made you feel empowered this week? Um, interestingly, so last week I didn't have anything that made me feel empowered. I I had refused to be empowered. I didn't refuse. (laughs) Just life didn't deal me those cards. Um, Mm -hmm. but this week. Um, so, okay, I had, I did, I've signed up to these new yoga classes and Rina knows all about this because I've told her about <laughs> this, but I signed up to these uh, new yoga classes, which is not just a YouTube channel. It's like classes I've actually paid for and they're a little bit more intermediate than the beginner level I was at. And the first day was fine. This day two of this class and I do four, four classes a week. I found myself resisting the sort of movement from pose to pose. I found myself just resisting what she was asking me to do, the, the teacher. And at one point, I could feel this sort of like knot in my throat rise up. I could feel this sort of inte- like intensity rising up my chest. And I was like, God, this is weird. I'm having this weird reaction to this yoga class. And then she asked me to like stick my leg out in front of me from like mountain pose. And I just burst into tears and said, it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's just too hard. And and it's interesting because and I also said it's too hard and you don't love me is what I actually said. <laughs> I've been used to doing yoga with Adrian on on YouTube of of yoga with Adrian fame. And mm. um I should Big has... love to Adrian if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> God, if she's listening, it'll be my life made, but mm. um she really taught me the core basics of the practice and really taught me to love it and and taught me the um, benefits of coming to your mat daily and so I thought after a year of practicing with her I was ready for some like actual face-to-face classes but on zoom obviously um and I don't know if I am ready or not and 
the thing is about crying and, and I spoke to my sweet friend Joe Scott who I shouted out last episode <laughs> who I've been chatting to today because she's a, a qualified yoga coach and um, or instructor don't want to get the wrong word um, and I wanted to text her immediately because she's not only a friend but also a yogi and I was like why am I crying what why am I crying like I know yoga. I love yoga. I like yoga. It's in my remit. It's in my like realms of possibility. Why is it suddenly so emotional for me? Mm. And she was like, I don't think it's uncommon because it's not only an embodied practice, but it's a mind practice too. Absolutely. And that's what the benefits that we're finding is that it's about just the mind, not just the body. Sorry. So she was saying, it's like, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah. she's a big crier too, which we fucking love. <laughs> and, we love um, the mountains. I love that. And the thing that I've been struggling with is that I don't know if it's a release, the cry, if it's a cry because I'm pushing the boundaries of what I'm capable of and that's mm. uncomfortable but emotional but good, mm. or if it's like me pushing myself too far. And I don't like not knowing. I don't like not being in tune with the signals my body is sending me. Mm. And the reason this is empowering is that I have spoken to a bunch of different people about it, namely my performing research girls, Mm. Emily, Fiyama and Hannah. And speaking to them made me feel so, make me feel so much better. Like the way that they gave me advice that I would happily give both of you but not listen to myself kind of thing <laughs> and I can't hear what you teach well <laughs> um I just feel really yeah I felt empowered that same same different to you like either me the kindness I couldn't give myself or gave gave me the insight I couldn't give yeah. myself um and I think like Ray and I, like, we talk all the time and I'm used to that support from you and I'm used to you being the voice of reason. I think what felt more empowering is that I've managed to forge these connections with these women in this year, like, this year alone, like, since January. And I feel like, yeah, it's it's empowering to know that I've made a great choice and some Mm -hmm. great women and I feel really supported by them. That's what feels empowering. Like, we're on a new journey together of friendship, but also this research project that we're Mm on. And that is really empowering because we're we're all in it together and yeah. sorry to keep prattling but we also do this diary like journaling exercise before we meet and then after we meet and then we share like how we were entering the space and how we were leaving the space and hearing what they had to say what was going on in their heads was really beautiful and very telling really like cool. touching beautiful and that was also very empowering because it was very vulnerable and that was very cool that's really cool no, I also no, I also I, I fully understand and also love the the connections that you forged with those girls because, you know, although I consider myself a yoga too, mm-hmm. um, uh, apart from obviously lose my toes, um, <laughs> I love the connections that you forged with them because it kind of I, I think it's kind of mirroring the connections I'm also forming with some people on my on my course because, it's like forging connections with people in such a short amount of time and they're like you know when you just we say in a colloquial term but when you just vibe with someone Mm. you pick up on their vibes they pick up on yours and off you know it doesn't happen a lot of the time but sometimes you do just get people where you do just kind of look at each other and you're like shit like is that 
is this literally happening we, right now? Is this real? And you're both getting what's happening. And, and so those people much. who you just connect with and, and will sort of, so much has been covered by just, you know, one conversation and one kind of connection. And I, and I love that you have that with your girls because that's like the type of, the type of exp- emotions and mental um, journeys that you're going through that you find would maybe perhaps find hard to articulate to anyone other than me or loose or like, you mm-hmm. know, but are those Absolutely. girls, those girls understand it and they perceive it. And I love that. And I love that connection with those people because that's like, it doesn't just have to be your blood and bone sister or mm-hmm. your like, love and you know it can be it can be someone that you've only known for like a year and yet that person can still understand you connect with you in such an intense yeah. way and I and I totally understand by that feeling empowering because it's also a reflection on you and on your ability to make those connections with people to to sh- you give the love that you 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 receive the love that you get you know you put those vibes out there you get them in return you're in the right environment and I think it greatly reflects on you and your ability to to vibe with people and they respond to that so I think it's just as it's just as complimentary to you as it is to sort of the people that you've, you've made those connections with oh that's the kindest fucking thing thank you so much you're welcome that is so it's cool it's they say you accept the love you think you deserve yeah and that's amazing thank you so much yeah I've, I've said that like with me and my boyfriend, he's like, I'm like the luckiest man. I, I, I'm so lucky. And I was like, I'm not lucky, actually. I'm fully deserving. Yeah. I, I, I honestly say it all the time. I'm like, I'm deserving. I spent hella time on my own. And I spent hella time looking at me and figuring out who I was, what I wanted, what I would accept, mm. what I wouldn't. And I spent like hella time on me. Like, I'm like I did the motherfucking yeah. work, man. Like yeah. I did, and then for this person, who for me right now, like I don't know what's happening in the future. I don't know. I can't make some big profession of love right now. But all I know is that he's right right now, mm. and it feels different than anything else. And it feels amazing. Feels good. Like this is good love. Like that mm. is a, is wild. Like, and it's not luck. It's it's I put the work in, I put the energy yeah. out, and it got returned to me. Thank you, Jesus, the universe, Buddha, Allah, whoever you want. No, so that is that's my Jesus. Oh, my Jesus. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> whoever you subscribe to, that's looking out for you, the angels, whatever. If you put it out, you'll get it back. Yeah. And on that bombshell, it's time to end. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say? Oh, my thing that made me feel empowered this week was looking great, and that's literally it. That's my last thing. Oh shit! I forgot to ask. What made you feel empowered, Rousey? I put on a really good outfit that I had curated from Zara, mm-hmm. plus my own wardrobe, and I went to go and hang out with my friends in Montmartre, which is obviously like the artsy farty Paris bit, and I felt really good. Yay! Also, Yay. before we end. Just before we quickly say goodbye to each other, I would just like to really just quickly draw attention to the fact that when you were feeling sad, Riri, that you hung out in a cemetery (laughs) 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 and you moped around famous graves to be dramatic. I just think that's one of my favourite things, the takeaway of this episode. (laughs) I, I, I can't lie about that truth. I can't deny it. It literally is my instinct. Like there's a part of me. glasses. 
no matter yeah. what no matter what situation I'm in I'll be like <laughs> how can I milk this you know as real as it may be as much as it as much as I'm hurting I'll also be like should I stand at the window and have a cigarette as I cry or <laughs> should I go to cemetery <laughs> I love that. Love that for you. Love that for us. It doesn't Thank negate you. the reels. It just amps up the theatre. The feels, yeah. yeah. The reels? Hey, she may be dumb, but her feels, but her feels be, be reels. Be reels. Her feels be reels. Get on a t-shirt. We really should, love. actually. We'll send her royalties. Hashtag yeah. Ali Wise. One of the most famous, enduring things you've ever said, Ali Wise, yeah. was she may be dumb, but her feels be reels. Feels and be reels. Hang on. I thought that you said that. Nope. Came from Ali Buys. Came from Ali Buys. Best oh, this whole time I have been praising the wrong woman. No, God. <laughs> You've been God. living in artifice. <laughs> sin. More sin. More sin. More oh, sin. Hackers. I adore you both. Thank you. I, I adore you. you both. This has been really fun. I've been literally looking forward to this for weeks now. So for a crisp South African, please. South African, okay. And Go. I'm going to adopt... Um, Lucy, choose it. Yeah, Lucy, you choose my accent. Glaswegian. I'm but doing Glaswegian. Who's doing Glaswegian? Oh, Northern Irish. That was fucking hard. fucking hard. All right, all right. <clears throat> We'd like to say goodbye, I think. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Shit. Wait, what is that? No, it's good, it's good, no, it's, it's good. good. It's all right, it's all right. I'm from Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> that is a quote right. from no, you're, do, no, you're, doing, you're doing fine. You're doing grand. You're doing grand. Right. The new, like, right, Scotch. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to any Scotch people listening that I'm absolutely about to butcher your accent, but... I have been watching RuPaul's Drag Race, Lawrence Cheney, Ellie Diamond. I'll just channel them. I think you're doing. I think you're doing quite well, to be honest with you. Oh, I'm doing Southern Irish now, aren't I? I don't. A yeah. par in know. the par shower. That's what. That's what Lucy always says. The par shower. Okay. I'll. I'm gonna fucking try it, but I don't know where I'm gonna end up. I don't. I don't even know these days. I'm a bottle of prosecco and half a bottle of red wine in. Don't judge me. Can't be judging anybody. Oh shit! No, that's you. That's Irish. Damn it. <laughs> Should we switch? Because I yeah. can do Glaswegian quite happily. Northern Ireland, like that, like, right? Okay. Is in, is anyone hanging a boot? Um, <laughs> my friend, my friend Luke used to say that quite a lot when we were working at the Edinburgh Fringe. He used to say on the radio, "Is anyone hanging a boot?" Oh my gosh! <laughs> Tiny callback. Do you remember, uh, dear reader? Rosie and I used to work at Harrods together, and uh, we ah, were- did. I we did. <laughs> We were uh, elves in the grotto together, and uh, the elves. Hashtag <laughs> trauma of the workplace. Um, we were all the elves were given comms. We were all given radios, and uh, Rosie and I, on the rare occasion, because it was rare actually that we were on a shift together. Hey, it was. One of us would lay down an accent and the other one would just pick it up seamlessly. And mm-hmm. it's so fucking funny to hear our, our live manager be like, Hi, um, who is that? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Charlotte, bless her. Um, it's so true. Tilly and I would be full swing, like yeah. Glaswegian or South yeah. African accent. Like, like um, you know, um, oh, like room, room five, would you please be ready? Because you've got, you've got, a, stand, you've got a, a family of three plus two kids and then a toddler, you're coming your way. So just be ready, uh, room five. 
Okay, and rev five ready to go. Uh, We're going to put them in rev five. <laughs> yeah, and then Charlotte will be like, um, sorry, who is this? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry, mate. No one. Don't worry about it, Charlotte. It's just your old elves or your sister's uh, elves. Yeah, good day. This is the study. Uh, we're ready for a family whenever you're ready. My centre is fully locked and loaded. Uh, for whoever wants to come on down, bring them down. We're ready to go. <laughs> Easy fucker PC. Yeah, I've got totally. a departure there. Leave me alone. Anyway, we did it. We, we're, just, we're just bonding now, aren't we? Yeah, now we're just so drunk. I'm so drunk. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I don't know what's happening. I'm so drunk. This is genuinely how most of our social interactions happen. TT and I will go off on a little riff and lose us in the corner being drunk. Am I going to be sick right now? You are or aren't. You know what? This has been delightful. This has been the best day of my goddamn life. I love you. My goddamn life. My goddamn life. Majuli, I love you. I love you. Thank you both for having me on the pelvic floor. Thank you for coming. I love you. Dear listeners, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to each other. We love you. Take care of yourselves. Take care, everybody. Thank you for having me, If you've been affected by any of the topics in today's episode, Refuge have a free phone 24-hour National Domestic Abuse Helpline on 0808 2000 247 and lots of resources on there. Thank you.